Hi, this is Dave Pryor from Leading Agile Sound Notes. The podcast you're about to listen to is a little different than the ones we usually post. At Leading Agile, we believe it's our responsibility to find ways to give back and to support those who make that the primary focus of their work. One of the ways that we do this is by providing discounted and free seats in our classes to those who serve others. We've done this for hospital workers, nonprofit organizations, frontline workers, and other folks who spend their days providing support for others. My guest on this episode of SoundNotes is someone who reached out to us about taking a certified Scrum Master course, and when we learned about the work he does, we offered him a seat. His contribution to the class impacted everyone in it, and Utam, who you'll meet in a moment, and I agreed to reconnect a few months after he'd completed the class to talk about how he'd been able to use what he learned. In this interview, you're going to hear about the work that Utam does supporting orphans and widows from Nepal, how he's been introducing the tools he learned about in class to those he serves and works with on a daily basis, and how his organization has been using Scrum to improve their social media outreach campaign. I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. I'm Dave Pryor. This is going to be a different kind of a podcast. Usually we talk all about Leading Agile stuff or questions from students in class, but today this is going to be different because I have somebody who's taken the classes. Um, Utam, I'm just going to say GC because that's what he told me to say. Um, so Utam, thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's my great privilege to be over here with you and to share what I've learned so far. So so Utam reached out a while back and explained what he did and asked about the class and we let him take the class. Um, we, we, get, we created a seat for him because of the work that he's doing and we wanted to try to support that. And so we're going to talk about what he's been doing, um, what he got out of the class and how he's been able to apply it in the work that he does. So I don't want to step on the work that you do. So how do you explain to folks about what you spend your days doing? I'm involved a lot in the community service works and the ministry works, uh, sharing the gospel. We do work also amongst the orphans and widows and poor communities in Nepal as well. Those are some of my major works trying to help these communities and uh, bring the good news and gospel as well as well as support them in their works because they are very, very much in need in different areas and really see their life blossom. Okay. Well, could you talk for a moment just about um, the orphans in Nepal and a little bit about kind of what kind of things they're dealing with, what their life is like? Yes. Uh, you know, Nepal is an amazing country. <laughs> and all this is a... Uh, this is very interesting because Nepal has gone through a lot of conflict and wars and it's kind of poverty stricken countries. So there are so many kids, children who are orphans and who are kind of left there and nobody cares them. So my heart went out in the four of them and we started the orphan homes. Actually, we call it Hope family, and, okay. and once the children are brought and given them the family, the food, and the education, total family environment, we call it a family rather than or orphanage. And then we, we try to help them, uh, give them education, and uh, give them everything that really helps them to prepare for their better and bright future. Okay. And I did that also because when I was a young boy, my father died 
And that was a great motivation for me to serve among the widows and orphans. Okay. And you grew up in Nepal? Yes. I was born and I, I, was, I grew up in Nepal. Okay. And, now, and how long have you been in the States? Uh, in the States, it's been about five years. Okay. Okay. Um, so you've got this ministry and, and you're going over, you're helping the people over there, the widows, the orphans, kind of spreading the word as well. And what about here? How, do, how does that play out here? Because you're, you're in North Carolina, right? Yes, I have been, you know, uh, working among the Nepalis, you know, they are in Nepal or globally. They are what we call them diaspora Nepalis too. Okay. And then when I'm over here, I actually support the refugees. There is a huge number of refugees from Bhutan. Who, uh, they are Nepalese-speaking refugees as well. So my work is also uh, to help them and to support them. And at the same time that I have been very much and involved developing social media you know, and technology to use this in order to uh, help the people in Nepal and also Nepalese globally. Okay. And so you, I know that there's been a lot of conflict. That's still ongoing, right? Oh, there's a, a, there was a conflict and there were about 17,000 people killed. The Maoist or the communists tried to take over the countries. Actually, they are you know, kind of ruling the countries even now. And the political yeah. system is extremely unstable right now as well. And then also it's been terribly, you know, COVID hit right now yeah. as well. Yeah. If you look up news for Nepal or, or Bhutan, all you, I mean, all you see is articles about how bad COVID's gotten over there. Uh, I can only hope that they can get some relief soon, get some help. Um, yes. Okay, so you reached out because you wanted to take the Scrum class, and I, I'm wondering if you can talk for a little bit about how you discovered Agile and what what made you interested in taking the Scrum classes. Yes, I, I I'm always interested about Agile Scrum methods. So when I was searching, and I found out in you know, leading Agile and reached out to you and uh, wanted to learn more about Scrum, you know, because I work uh, with the with our people groups, and I always wanted how I can really best serve and use the resources we have at our best to have the best and output of our works. So I thought this would be an an opportunity to to learn and more about it because I have done my MBA, so I've always been familiar with more of a waterfall method. Okay. And but this one is uh, sort of a, was sort of new for me. Okay. And and how have you been able to apply this stuff? Like, I, I mean, it, for those of you who are listening, you know, Scrum comes out of software. You may not be aware of this, but it's used well beyond that realm now. There are lots of um, religious organizations like Jeff Sutherland's wife has used it a lot with church groups and stuff. So I'm curious with, within the ministry and the work that you're doing for the widows and the orphans, like how is this stuff, how has Scrum or any other agile practices been put into play and how has it helped? Yes, uh, I think that agile, as it says, is a mindset. You know, it's not so much of the software or any other thing. It really transcends across every sphere of our life, you know, personal life, work life, workplaces and everywhere. So what we have actually done, like we have implemented that even in the children's home, orphan homes, you know, helping the kids to use the system in order to be able to get better marks and be more confident. So we have seen that in a personal life 
And we have seen that in the family life that, you know, it's really made a difference. And we actually see that in our organizations and the communities. So I don't think that it has to be limited to the IT thing, even though that's been mostly used right now. But this is uh, this really goes across everything, every area of our life. And because it's only a mindset, you know, like in how we are really try to be more productive in the world, which is very unpredictable right now and very complex as well. So this is one thing that I want to just highlight because a lot of people come to the classes and they feel like, you know, maybe that maybe they're in a waterfall organization or whatever. They just don't see an opportunity to use this stuff. Everybody I know who is a coach or a trainer or anybody who's a practitioner of this, they use it all throughout their lives. So um, even if you don't have a team you can work with, keeping a backlog, prioritizing the work, planning the work into sprints, doing retrospectives, even if they're just retrospectives with yourself where you're exploring you know, what went well, what didn't go well, what can I learn from that, how can I get better at being able to show up and be there for people. Um, all these practices can be employed individually mm-hmm. as well as organizationally and to, to run all kinds of programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you've used it with with the work that you're doing. So what is one, I mean, beyond the personal use of it, what's one thing, program, or or one story you could share about how you've been able to use some of these practices at work? Yeah, so one of the things that we are doing with the mission right now, uh, we share good news, the gospel, and we are going more in a social media. We are trying to use social media to reach the massive people all over the world, especially among the Nepalis. So we use this method in order to develop the content. It's exactly the same thing like the software product. And then we go through that and use this method and you know, release it in order to learn and make it better. There's a lot of things that we learn from the seekers or, or the people who you know, use it and then bring it back and make the product or the content better. So what we have really seen it is that the whole system from the start of the production, you know, the content production, and all the way to uh, to releasing and publishing it, uh, posting it, we, we use the same method and then we get their feedback and our results have been amazing. And it has reached so many people and again, make the system much better. Yeah. Uh, so just a little bit more, as I said, this is also a little bit religious or a bit of a mission. We yeah. always say that, you know, Jesus is the first agile master, <laughs> you know, <laughs> was very much centered to the seekers or people who are looking for something. So we develop our content based on what people are looking for. And we try to make the best product, you know, based on their needs rather than our own um, ideas. So I want to say this out loud and, and, and please be brutally honest. I want to see if this is an okay thing to say, or if this comes across the wrong way. Yes. Um, You, you have a product that you're, that you're selling. Yes. Have a customer and you're yeah. using this approach to understand more about what your customer wants and needs. So yes. so while you have this core mission that you're trying to achieve and you know spreading you know the word of God or, or whatever yes. any any religion would be able any kind of ministry would be able to take these practices and find a way to understand more about what their customer wants and a way to be more responsive to their needs in the same way that we would do that with a product. 
Yes, exactly. Okay. I, I was just nervous about saying that out loud because I didn't want it to seem like I was being too jaded about it, but yes. marketing is part of the job. I mean, you've got to get yeah. people to come and listen. Yeah, right, right. It's exactly the same. And I think that every time we are selling, you know, we are selling ourselves as well and our ideas, our thoughts and everything. And when we do that, you know, uh, the, the audience, the customers, the seekers are the yeah. main ones who really consume or who really use what you provide it to them. So you only can make those products better if we really listen to them who uses it and make uh, it or develop our products. So it should be the seeker or customer focused. Yeah. And then we can always make it better. It may be in, in the technology sector or religious sector or community sector, even development and all of that. I always say that go to the people first, learn from them, get yeah. those ideas in order to develop your own products. That's awesome. Um, so what advice would you give somebody who runs, whether it's a, a ministry or a nonprofit or some sort of service organization that is considering trying to adopt agile practices or taking training? Like what, what advice would you give them? Yes, I would say, as I told you earlier, Jesus was the first agile master. So the best way uh, to do the mission, to be productive in a mission, is to use the agile method. You know, which really says now that you, know, you, you have to learn everything from the people that you are going to share the gospel to. And they are the major, they are the center of learning so that you can bring the message more productively. Yeah. And uh, so I think that there should be a big mind shift right now because in the, in, for those organizations, they've always thought that they have the best thing and then they go. They don't know the culture. They don't know the language. They don't know the context. They don't know what they are looking for. They don't know their own journey. So it's, right. they're missing the point. So I think that agile would be the best strategy if they want to be very successful in their mission and ministries. I think that everybody, now the churches or other religious organizations should go and take these trainings in order to really <laughs> revolutionize their own program. That's cool. what I mean. All right. Well, that's great. Thank you. Um, okay. So if somebody wants to learn more about the work that you do, um, what is the best way for them to, to find you? Yes. Uh, people could find us on the website, hopewave.org. That's one. That is our mission. Uh, also, we have our Facebook, uh, Hope of Life, as well. That's our Facebook page. But if they want to learn about children and hopehomenepal.org, that's the orphanage. So they can visit that one as well. And then overall mission, if they visit gcministries.net, they also find us over there as well. All right, I'm going to have to get all these links from you to include because I only had the GC Ministries one. So. Oh, that's uh, fine. And what if they want to reach out to you? They, I can see they, they, your contact information is available on the ministry's website, so I'll include your email address in here as well so sure. folks can reach out. But thank you for the work that you do, and thank you for taking time out to do this. And thanks for coming in class. It was really great to have you in class and to get that perspective on all this stuff. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity to come and share. And uh, what I want to tell you is that, you know, you gave me the class, but you you are impacting the world, especially among Nepalis and those orphans and widows and poor people and people who need to hear the gospel. So all of them, through your help and support, 
and we have really benefited a lot and you've made a difference. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you.